As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today today is the 30th of May, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bonnie and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, summer has... Who are you? We talked about this last week. I don't really want to do the Motown Noah thing anymore. Do we just go Nicholas Henkel, probably, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure people know. You're just saying you know. You're assuming people know the voice. They just know who you are. You don't even need to say your name. Kind of, kind of cocky of me. You're right. It is. All right. So make we got to you got to rework that. You got a little too comfortable. You were sitting there wiping your eyes while you were doing it. High pitch voice, low pitch voice. You can just do it in your sleep. Now you got to change it up a little bit to yeah. incorporate your name. You know, we did. This isn't really going to fit into the mailbag organically, but this is actually a good place to put it because it's not really a question. It's just kind of like a request that somebody had for you. Uh, well, spoiler alert, we're doing a mailbag today, but somebody said, James, make Nick do the entire podcast in the cadence that he uses in the intro with the speed and the pitch and everything. Um, that would get really annoying really fast, honestly. And there are people that like listen on faster speed. Yeah. So that would be kind of nutty. I think those that people that would be funny. Those people are kind of nuts, honestly. Are you one well, of those? I mean, maybe they. No, I, but I also don't listen to a lot of podcasts. So like, I have my couple, and I look forward to them. But I'm sure there's people that listen to a lot of podcasts and need to speed get things up as quick as possible. Yeah, Especially yeah. This show, we just lollygag for like if it's an hour, we 15 minutes of it is just like poop I, jokes. I think we've been on a better stretch. But that does we do tend to get off track here at the Bonnie Cardigan show. I like I like it. I think it brings character to the show, but I guess if you don't like it if you don't like my new buy my old albums. Ooh, there you go. Do some reruns. The other hundred and thirty eight episodes that nobody mentioned that I don't mention my own name and now we're addressing it a, a two <laughs> years into the pod, we're finally like, Hey, wait a minute, we have to do something about this. Uh, James, summer has sprung. The weather outside is absolutely beautiful. Uh, what have you been inside during all this beautiful writing, or writing weather, writing for the athletic? What do you got for us? Um, I did a top five big board on for the Pistons at pick five. 
I did a top five big board for the Pistons at pick 31. Um, I talked about, we talked about it on the pod, trade scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine there's a chance. I mean, I've said it before, and it hasn't come to fruition. I, there's a chance maybe there's a new coach by the end of the week. Um, so there will be words on that. Um, yeah, just stay tuned. We're just It was a holiday, so I haven't written much the last few days, but uh, just kind of waiting for the coaching search to wrap up and lead into draft talk. We're going to just – this is a very quick segue. You uh, hit up Movement Detroit this weekend? No, I didn't. Do you want to? But Sounds like you wanted to. No, no. Oh, <laughs> it's a madhouse mad down there. I mean, I've been downtown most of the weekend, but it's a madhouse. Yeah, I don't want to do. I I don't want to do movement. No. You know, I was uh I was flagged on this like a week ago when the last pod came out, and then it turns out you actually ended up seeing it too. So let's just spend a quick five on this because you and I both learned last week that Reddit wants more answers for Owser Thompson. What's going on with him and his because people people are kind of starting to ride for him pretty heavily. And I think it's kind of interesting because I'm definitely there, too. Um, But there was a big, long post about on Reddit. I apologize. I don't have the post in front of me. uh, But the guy who posted it does listen to the the show. So shout out to you. And he was just kind of diving into, you know, why he likes Thompson as a uh, as a as a prospect um, and was just kind of curious as to why he wasn't kind of more in the mix for Detroit. And he was citing something that you had written in one of your uh, one of your big boards. Now, to be fair, you did have him on the list, to be fair. I had Eamon, or I don't think I had Ouser, but Asa, oh, okay. whatever his name is. But yeah, Ouser. Ouser. I just think, listen, I mean, he could be on their list. Um, as I said before, a lot of those lists I put together are based on conversations, feel, covering a team forever. Knowing people in the organization, just knowing what they covet. And I think right now, um, while Osser is more of a wing type than Eamon, and I guess if you're looking for need, he maybe makes a little bit more sense. I just think that the Pistons are going to value shooting at at number five, like a guy who has upside or potential as as a shot maker. Um, as well as defender. So that's kind of just where I'm at. I mean, Troy came out and said it. I asked him, um, and I think we'll probably have this. I think this is a mailbag question. Uh, Troy, I asked him at his end-of-season press conference what his what he thinks the biggest need for this team is, and he says a wing, defensive wing, who can preferably shoot. So uh, I think there's a few of those in this draft. Um, and then obviously free agency, you go to that next. But I think there's a couple in this draft – that that could fit that bill in some capacity they might not be natural wings but i think they could maybe play there so yeah i mean also and aim and aim more of a lead guard uh but also i mean more of a wing but yeah the the shooting's not i don't know i mean it depends on if they believe in the shooting i guess it's also one of those things where it's like you know we are close to the draft but we still have a month to go you know so i guess the question here is how likely do you think it is that what the pistons are thinking right now for their number one, number two guy, is what they're going to be thinking in a month. Do you think that that five spot is pretty fluid right now, or do you think they kind of got an idea of who they want? I think I think they have an idea. Like, I think a lot of those – I think the board's finalized, or – I mean, maybe they'll do a couple more meetings with guys and maybe something will be unearthed, or they'll like something, or something will rub them the wrong way, or X, Y, and Z. 
but I think for the most part, uh, I would guess at this stage they're pretty, pretty much know which way they they want to go depending on how they see the board play out. Obviously, monkey wrench can be thrown in uh, if somebody goes at three or four that kind of shocks them. But I think they have a good idea of who they want. Okay, what do you say we jump into this mailbag, James? Let's do it. Cool. So this first one. You know, James, I think you're going to be doing a lot of the answering in this one because it's questions that, you know, really only you have any intel on. So why don't I take the reins on this one? Because I think this guy just needs a fan heart to heart. Okay, I want to lead with this guy because I think he needs the most support right now. Do it. So this comes to us from the Detroit Pistons are a dead franchise. Thanks for listening to the show. And he writes in, so now that we've officially done the least in basketball for the last 15 years, is there anything to look forward to this year? Feels like missing on the lottery pushed this team back uh, in the rebuild another four to five years. There just isn't a realistic way this team isn't bottom five again. Going from potentially Wemby slash Scoot and Monty Williams to Kevin Ollie and another developmental wing who just can't shoot is the absolute worst case scenario. What I would say to this, is there anything to look forward to? If we look back in the last few drafts and we're very consistent on the show about about pointing this out when things seem kind of kind of glum you know the five all rookie guys that we've accumulated in the last four years four of them are still on the team you know and that's not nothing and one of them was the number one pick who just missed an entire season who by the approximation of probably 90 percent of the fan base is their favorite player right it was just easy to forget how good he actually is because he wasn't playing this year and even just if you want to even only use him, we could spend 10 minutes, right? Because we still, <clears throat> excuse Dan me. Stu was out till January. Yeah. Out from January, yeah. So, you know, we have Jaden Ivey, who I think the people who loved him, only the the that belief was only reaffirmed watching him play. And the people who, like me who were kind of skeptical are like now kind of in on the experience. So watching both of those two guys play, um, which we also don't really know how that relationship works, and that's really exciting. We have that to look forward to. How does the Cade and Ivy thing actually work? You know, so that's going to be something that is going to take kind of all season to kind of, you know, how cohesive is it going to be? And, and, you know, we have to wait for that to take shape. So just using Cade as an example, man, we could be here for a long time. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think um, – Without trying to sound condescending, I've noticed like a lot of people have allowed the lottery results to affect their uh, outlook on this team. But at the end of the day, and I've said this a million times on this pod, without Wimby, assuming they never got Wimby, the the, the success of this team, and even with Wimby, was going to be dependent on internal development, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how you go into this summer not excited about Ivy and Duran. The amount of, like, people freaking out because they didn't get number one but, like, have their number one pick coming back who has had stretches of, like, averaging 27 points and, like, just putting up crazy numbers. And, by the way, he's done all – he's done these performances without hitting threes well or getting to the free throw line. And now he's coming back with X amount of pounds on Mm -hmm. um, and a time to work on his jump shot, which really wasn't even – broken it just wouldn't go it just wasn't going in like everybody thought through the he hasn't even played a full season yeah um you get another top five pick which i don't know why there's guys there that can shoot so i mean there's that they have cap space um in a relationship a very good strong relationship with arguably the most um 
sought after unrestricted free agent in Jeremy Grant. I mean, another like to find out what whoever gets the job, and I'm not. It could be Ali. It could be Lee. Uh, I'm, it could be either one. Like I don't think it's a given that it's Ali right now. And like to watch to see what a first year coach does. And um, yeah, I mean, it's no. I don't think what what was the last thing he said. He he said that he doesn't see how this I, how this team is a bottom how how, how they're not get. bottom five again. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible that they are, but I think we all thought OKC was bottom five last year. So things happen. And I think Detroit, the the biggest difference between Detroit and OKC is Shea's already where they hope Cade will be. Blossomed, yeah. But I would say Detroit has more talented young pieces than OKC. So, I mean, they can do it, yeah. Even in that same, because this is another question actually from Pistons all day. Is there a like? There's no been no setbacks with Kate. He's he's a full go right now. Yeah, he's good. To my knowledge, yeah, I have not heard anything. Otherwise, okay. I don't know if he's like full go. Like I don't know if he can play five on five. But I don't think there's any setbacks. Yeah, cool. I don't want to say he has been doing five on five or anything because I don't know that. I, I've 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 lost the actual question, so I apologize. I can't say who said it. But somebody threw out a name that I was like, I guess I haven't really thought about that. I also don't know if he's – I don't know what his contract is like, if they're talking about a trade or if, if he is a free agent. What do you think about P.J. Washington? I think he's restricted free agent. Gotcha. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather have Isaiah Stewart personally for what you're going to pay P.J. Washington to take him away from Charlotte. Yeah. Isaiah is a better defender and – as I said a million times, I believe in the the shooting going forward. So I'd rather have Isaiah. Question from John Hayes brings up an interesting point. I'm going to kind of paraphrase this first part of it kind of in my own question, but then I'm going to read his actual part for the second part. So interviewing Dwayne's assistants was just a respect thing. I don't know. You'd have to ask Troy that. I don't know. Okay. The second part of that. Um, are Casey's guys still going to be there or does an, a new group get hired? Um, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I, I can say this, the majority of the coaching staff's contracts end at the end of May. So okay, it is very likely, I mean, Troy has relationships with Jerome and Rex but it is also very likely that they just hire a whole new coaching staff. Uh, like I said, the majority, if not all, but like one or two of the front and back bench have contracts that are up very soon, like by the time you're listening to this. Um, and I also would imagine that if Lee or Ali are the head coach, that they would be surrounded by a, uh, a veteran coaching staff to help them get started from chris loomis does it make more sense for the pistons to a select the prospect with the highest ceiling at number five or b select the steadiest role player with the highest floor Ooh. so my draft philosophy depending on the draft right like k draft with k jalen evan scotty that's a pretty deep class of four guys that could really like break the roof, right? Mm-hmm. 
I don't see that in this class. So I'm of the belief when you are on a roll drafting and you're drafting for an organization that has not drafted well for quite some time, with the fifth pick in this draft, I would go for highest floor. I yeah. want to make sure I get an NBA player. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think they can afford to swing and miss here. Um, so I would certainly, I mean, unless they trade it, but like I, I think the fifth pick in this year's draft just has to turn into something, whether it's internal development and become something, or they trade for something. I would I, I I tend to lean toward highest floor and I know people hear fifth pick and we've talked about it on here. That's not it's not the same as the NFL, like in most drafts. Like I would I, I always kind of break it down. Pick one in your average draft class, pick one through three are probably like a top ten pick in the NFL. Four through eight, probably like eleven to twenty. Uh, nine to the end of the lottery or like 20 to 30 end of the lottery to 22 is like second round pick 22 to 30 in the NBA is like second and third round pick in the NFL. That's just how I kind of always break it down. You can, and of course there are outliers and all, but a top five pick doesn't, does not mean you should like, there's going to be a, just a stud there every draft class basketball's prospect system's a little bit different you know on the topic of uh i guess it's free agency it's not really the draft but on the topic of free agency from kyle mcmillan which is kind of a fun one here so don't think too hard about this which is more likely the pistons acquire jalen brown or the lions sign deandre hopkins oh the lions signed deandre hopkins i was i was dude when i was texting you during game six of Celtics heat. I was going to say like, I'm pretty famously not a big heat guy and like very pro Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So this series is very easy for me to like pick who I want to win. Right. Mm -hmm. And even with that in mind, I'm like the whole series, I'm like sneaky rooting for Miami to win. Not at this point. It doesn't really matter. But if they, if Boston got swept, I'm like, what if they blow it up and there's a chance, you know, what if there's a chance? And now at this point, no shot. I think I want Boston to win because I think they give the Nuggets a legitimate run for their money. I think the Heat would get pummeled by Denver because, and people won't believe me, but you can ask my coworker Colton Pouncey. After the Heat won game three and were up 3-0, I said the Celtics are going to come back and win the series because I just think Miami was going to get gassed. And they haven't necessarily been like totally gassed, but like Jimmy and Bam have not been good. Uh, and I just think we, when's the last time we've seen – altitude factor into the nba finals in june like i just think the heat are very old the heat are very old and i think denver would just like run them off the floor personally but uh yeah we'll see it'll be interesting can we take a break before we keep going this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive nba prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to the mailbag. Do you want to do a do you want to do a fun one or do you want to do a basketball one? It doesn't matter. We're gonna do both, so Yeah, that's true. Let's go to one that I'm this is the most basic mailbag question but somehow we, nobody has ever asked us this so really mm-hmm. think about it james you're trapped on a desert island what three items are you bringing shout out to zach for this three items three items don't be like i'm bringing a boat and like some gas and like don't do that like a cell phone i can't no. say cell phone. no yeah, yeah yeah like you know you have to stay on the island uh well can i bring a cell phone for like music yeah yeah, yeah. okay sure yeah you can do that but just bring a record player yeah, I'm just going to plug it in. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, you can't charge your phone, genius. I know, I know, I know. But the, at least when the juice is running dry, we can listen to more than just one album. Um, Three items. Uh, a football. Just to play, or, uh, yeah, football, just to play catch. Am I with somebody or alone? You're alone, bro. Oh, Unless okay. you're, like, punting. Like, that's no, cool. no, no, no. no. Oh, man. You want to circle back to this one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, like, three items would I bring with me? Uh, well, like, sur- like, what about, like, survivor things? Does that count? Like, a Yeah, you can do that. Gun? Yeah, you can do that. You want me to go back to basketball? We can do this at the end. <laughs> no, I'll answer. So probably, like, a <laughs> some type of safety weapon. Okay. Got to get food um, somehow. It's like yeah. Lord of the Flies. Well, there's that, and just you never know who pulls up on the block. <laughs> um, the dictionary. And, yeah, phone with music. Yeah, maybe the in terms of, you know, who's going to come to the island, it's important to know where is the island? What ocean are we surrounding? You know what I mean? Where are we? Yeah, I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of, like, the biggest book. So, like... I could just learn every word. I, I would I would bring a thesaurus because as somebody who already talks to themselves a lot when no one's around, if I'm on an island, I'm just going to chat myself up. I'm bringing a thesaurus so that way I can add a little flavor, a little spice into my conversation Sweet. with myself. That's fair. You 100% yeah. would be Tom Hanks in Castaway for sure. You think I would be? You think I'm doing a whole I'm, – I'm, I'm You got put, Wilson. Putting a hand on a, on a volleyball. Give me just a second. I got I to gotta do this. Rap about something. Yeah. What would you do this weekend, James? Well, I'm not, I'm not sharing that on here, but uh, yeah, I had a good weekend in the city of Detroit, downtown, having fun. Softball team started out 2-0. and My beer league softball team was 2-0, and and we lost our last three with one regular season game left. No. So we got a win on Thursday. Um, yeah, nothing crazy. I just, my whole, my life's been crazy lately, so. It's constant crazy, but good. It's definitely a good time for it to be the off season. You got a lot going on. Yeah, but I need this coaching search to wrap up so I can like take a week off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, double dipping here from John Hayes. Off Pistons topic. If you were the Clippers, would you entertain number three for a combo of guys? 
Simons, Nurkic, etc. for Kawhi or PG. Gets LA a possible future highlight real star, parenthetically Scoot Henderson, and off the medical drama train. Portland gets a bona fide star next to Damian Lillard. Uh, so it would be like pick three. Portland sends pick three. Simons sharp for one of Kawhi and PG. Yep. I would not do that. I and would I do love, it for PG. No, I wouldn't. They neither one of them stays healthy enough for me to. I I I also think Portland needs to trade Dame and just rebuild. A hundred percent. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm at with it. I I would just rebuild if I were Portland. You know, I was reading something. Some like I think it was a, a Pistons fan on Reddit who was who like went into a UConn basketball sub and was like, talk to me about Kevin Ollie. And they were like, he really likes to run like three guard lineups and it doesn't work. And they were like, when he won a natty, it was Jim Calhoun's guys. And I was like, wait, UConn fans don't like Kevin Ollie. I thought they did. So now I'm confused. No, they hated him because he, they didn't how it ended and all that stuff. But everybody says it was like Jim Calhoun's guys. Did you know that the Pistons are going to be Troy Weaver's guys? <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That's the job of a coach is to coach what you got. Like, he didn't mess it up. Yeah, that's true. I'd be more concerned if he messed – if Jim Calhoun brought all these great guys in and he messed it up. No, he was able to still go win the natty, and that's a coach's job. So, uh, if the recruiting it, uh, aspect was the issue, well, he won't have to do that in the NBA. We'll wrap up here in a few questions from SJ. We were told several times that the team goal around the 2023 free agent free agency period was to turn the corner. How is that going from your perspective, James? Yours. Your wise eyes. I mean, ultimately it comes down to what Cade looks like when he comes back. I, I think I'd have a better and I hate to like cop out, I think I'd have a better answer for you if I was able to see Cade all of pretty much year two, but I wasn't. Um that threw a monkey wrench and a lot of their plans, obviously they pivoted and really went after the Wimby sweepstakes after that, um, experimented, took some gambles. But to me, it's like, okay, I, Ivy exceeded my expectations during. Uh, you got guys like, like Stu and Livers who good role players, young. Um, you got cap space. It just comes down to like, what, what are we, what's Cade looking like? So, um, I think it's uh, no. I, like I said, I I don't think a. I don't know if it, they can exactly do an OKC type leap, but if they were able to like sniff around there, like that's turning a corner. So in your eyes, it's like what they do in free agency, the draft, they make a, a trade or two here and there. Like that almost pales in comparison to like it only matters if like this only works if Kate is good. Good is in his physical health. I don't mean good like he's a good basketball player. I mean like if he's all right. That's what yeah, you think he, is above all If he's healthy else. and he's what we all think he can be. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think because he's the lead. He's the the ball's in his hands. It's going to be in his hands. And he's the, as of right now, he's the most talented player on the roster. Okay. This one coming in from Brez. What was the thing that Nick has done that made you laugh the hardest? Same question to Nick. I think I know what mine would be for you. It's not like a thing that you've done. It's a thing that you do every now and then, and you have done it recently too. It's my one of my favorite things about you. Okay. Go ahead. My favorite thing is the face that I get when James FaceTimes me. He's always making the same face because I, if I get a FaceTime from James, I know why. 
He doesn't just do that. Like he only does that if he's in the lab, he's got his overhead headphones on and he's sitting there cooking something up, right? So I know, and and he's always like, it's always so funny when I answer the call because he's like, I'm like leaning back in my chair. Like he's like posted, like he knows what he did. Like he's about to get his shit off and it's so funny every single time. I I, I look forward to these FaceTimes because I know I'm about to hear something awesome. Oh, thank you, man. I actually, speaking of that, I got, I sounds like i got my first album placements coming soon is it happening there's a gentleman if you're very into rap or underground rap scene gentleman by the name of chris crack we've met he's been mentioned on this show before sent him some beats and he is gonna use two of them oh so when that comes out i will let you guys you guys have heard the beats they've been beats that have been if you're new to the show, we used to do every show, we'd have the same intro beat, which is the pod theme song, but every end of beat would, the beat at the end of every pod would be a different one. Mm. So you've heard these two beats before, but I don't, I couldn't tell you what episodes they were. Uh, but yeah, so that that's pretty cool. I had to set up like my BMI, like my publishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to do all that. Have that's, you ever done that? No. No, no, okay, no. Yeah, I had to do that. Uh, so that's funny. My favorite thing... To me, it's just like your excitement for things. Like when you get excited, it's just like it it brings the innocence back to me because I could be fickle with all this stuff and just kind of over it. And it's like my job. Like that's as I've talked about, like I'm not as big of a sports fan. Like I still love sports. But like when I before I did this job, I was watching a basketball game every night, at least one every night. Now it's like if the Pistons aren't playing, I have I need to like do something else because it consumes my life. So yeah. your excitement, whether you say something that's just outrageously bad or outrageously good, or you just have a take that you've been stewing up that just makes no sense, but you believe it like that's, that gets me. That's, that's the good stuff. You really liked the tour dates joke. That's up there too. That was last, really from good. last week's episode. Yeah. An individual moment. Yeah. That was up there. That was one of the funniest things you ever said. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it's tough, man. And obviously it's not my job anymore, but like it's, you know, nobody's, you're not asking anybody to, you know, cry you a river, throw you a pity party. But when it's your job, it's hard because it's this thing that you grow up and for your entire life, it's like this form of escapism. And it's like the thing that you look forward to after school, after work is like this thing. But when Mm -hmm. it becomes your job, you know, and I only did it for like a year really as like a, as like a proper job. But in that year, I remember even having conversations with you like this kind of sucks sometimes Cause it's not the thing that I do in my free time. It's not the water cooler talk anymore. Right. It's like, I have to watch this game. I have to watch this nuggets Hornets game. Well, nuggets is a good team. That's a bad example, but you know what I mean? You know, because I have to do this segment tomorrow where I talk about these guys and yeah, there's the part of it where it's like for the love of the game. Like, of course I love it, but there is basketball with all my heart for you. It's like, are different now. Right. Now yours is like Tottenham, right? Like yours is like I watch the... a lot of Tottenham, uh, hang out with significant others because you're busy. You're either writing or traveling or at a game every other day. So you got to make time for your people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not, it's first world problems. I'm not going to say or complain, but it's, I don't remember how we got on this, but it's certainly, uh, uh, yeah, it's a job. It's a job at the end of the day. I uh, I gotta say, man, Leicester City kind of letting me down. 
James well, they Madison. Relegated. They got relegated. Kind of, kind of let me down. Kind of doesn't feel great. Kinda. Kinda they doesn't. Got relegated. Doesn't feel awesome. So I'm back. I'm back on Man City for a little bit. Wow. Tempor- tempor- <laughs> temporarily, I'm still with Lester. James Madison is he's, he's my guy. You're never gonna watch the championship. You're not gonna ever watch Lester play in the Division Two league. I I wasn't. So it's I not w- your squad. No, it's not my. They're not in the Premier League. So then you pr- pick the. Then you pick the greatest squad in the world. Well, I liked Man City when I, I. Well, that's not even true. I liked Chelsea when I was in high school because they were the blue team. And that was Chelsea it. Chelsea just got, just got Tottenham's great, great manager that I hope. I was hoping would come back. Mauricio Pochettino is now Chelsea's new manager who led Tottenham to the UEFA championship and turned him around and then shit went hit the fan since he's been gone. But let's take a break and then we'll do like five more questions. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, another thing about Manchester City, since we're talking about it, uh, they're about to win the Champions League, so I definitely made the right pick. They won it. Did that already happen? No, they're playing. They locked it up. Well, they're... The season's not over, but I'm pretty sure they clinched it. Did they? The, in the Nick final, Nurse is the, Nick Nurse is the Sixers' new coach that just came out. Whoa, James is it, whoa. I know Woj tweeted it. No, I'm not saying you broke it, but you're breaking it for me on the show. Nick Nurse just got hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Quick thoughts, immediate reaction. What do you think? See how that goes. <laughs> see how those personalities mesh. I was gonna say. <laughs> that's a yeah. lot of uh, that's we'll a lot of ego. Goes. We'll see how that goes. It's a lot of a lot of logos around that building. A lot of logos around Wells Fargo. You know, we did get a, f- a few of these questions, and we always do when we get these mailbags. And I think we do a pretty good job every now and then. You know, given given uh, some answers for this, I'm going to frame the question in a different way for you, though. Okay, instead of being like James, talk to the people, these aspiring journalists out there, give them some advice. Instead of just doing that and making you think of something, let me ask you um, a more targeted question if you look back on your journey in these in this last decade as a journalist right what would you do differently what would you tell younger james do this thing to make your life easier in the long run in this role honestly i don't know nothing i think it turned out how i was supposed to i got my dream job of being an NBA reporter by the age of 25, 
Uh, I definitely thought it would take longer. Um, I guess I, I'd rather just give advice. Sure, so, go go for it. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Read a lot. If there's writers you like or think are good, read them. See how they craft stories, how they put stuff together, how they report uh, their ideas, and it helps you form your own voice and it helps you craft your own kind of lane as a journalist when you can jumble all of your favorites together. Read a lot. I think I just said that. Take opportunities that you get. Um, I'm not advocating like working for for no money. I think people should be paid for their services, but um, like, don't be afraid to go cover that high school swim meet. Uh, don't be afraid to go cover that college hockey game, that college softball game. Like, you just never know who's reading, who's watching, or what you can do with that. Uh, just take chances. Nothing wrong with taking chances if you you don't find your voice unless you 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 take a chance. So. Um, and then, like I've said a million times, having people skills goes a long way too. Just being able to communicate with people, small talk, interact, relate, helps you get helps people open up to you. And see, James, this is you're talking to the people who are chasing degrees. Let me take the opportunity. If you're like, please, please if do. Like, if you're like not sure about college, right? It's just not your thing. Maybe you're like me and you're a knucklehead, right? When you're when I was a kid, I was a knucklehead. I was smart. I just wouldn't do anything, right? So college just wasn't in the mix for me. I didn't even finish high school. It's like the world is your is a, the social media is a tool for you. Um, you know, James is saying, you know, you should always get paid for your work and you 100% should, but if you're like me and you have to take a certain route, you know, there are uh, like SB Nation fan-sided and some of those websites do pay now right? The, the blogs that you might write for. Um, but even taking little, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like freelance positions with them. Um, that's not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I'm also just a really quick, I'm also not saying like, if, if you have to start your own thing and you're working for free, I'm saying if somebody's hiring you do not work for free. A hundred percent, dude, a hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, like it's, 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 you don't have to have a college degree to do the thing that you want to do. Um, I know people with James all the time have, have asked him to get some coffee or something. I know that people have done that with Rod, like talk, reach out to your favorite beat reporter, see if you can kind of pick their brain. Um, and in, in person for that more kind of intimate one-on-one -on -one time, you'll learn a lot from that. Yes, 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 yes. It is very, it helped me, um, being around some very talented journalists early in my career, being able to hang out with them, uh, went a long way. So you guys know I've don't don't hesitate to reach out. Who was like your growing up? Like who were you like? I want to be like that guy. Like was there a writer who you, who you looked up to like that? Mm, it's a good question. Early on, I wanted to be like a sports center anchor. So like I, I could name a few of those. But like once I got into writing, the first person that's like I want to really write like them. Um, it's a good question. I will say growing up, I think Stuart Scott made everybody want to be a sports center anchor. Yeah, I agree. Shout out to Stuart Scott. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think. There's a lot. I'm trying to think if there's somebody that's like. Was it local? Was it national? No, I, like I used to love like. Um, what's my man's name? Not his name's not Skip. Uh, he used to do Skip ja uh, Skip Jackson. 
if you guys remember him. Was it? Nah, you talking about Scoop Jackson? Sure. Scoop Jackson. Scoop Jackson. Um, wait. Let me hold on. There's two scoops. Let me make sure I'm talking about the right one. Uh, uh, if you guys remember him, he used to slam. Yeah, Scoop Jackson was one. Um, he was somebody that like you'd always see in, in NBA documentaries. He worked for ESPN.com for a long time. Um, I mean, he worked at USA Today, Washington Post, Tribune. Um, Slam is where I like really got into him. Like he was an executive editor. Yeah, uh, and I collected Slam magazines. So, on the topic of Slam. Paulo's cover shoot was awesome. Not better than Cade. And I'm biased, but it's not better than Cade. I thought Cade's was better, but yeah, Paulo's was tough too. Because I was going to send it to you and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then I was like, wait a second. My guy was on the cover, what, a year ago? Yeah, Cade's was just more fly for sure. Somebody's, I, somebody's pointed this out and everyone in the comments was like, yeah, that's true. But I was like, yeah, I don't think that's true. Cade didn't get to play in the green jerseys? That doesn't sound right. Surely. I don't think he, I don't think he did. They might have. I think those got unveiled like around Thanksgiving. Because that's what somebody said that they. It was either they wore them for the first time or they were unveiled like two or three days after he was done. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I um, think we only got like one or two in the teal. He definitely played in the teal. He definitely yeah. played in the teal. So that's anybody that has anybody that so I have. So that'd be like if you have a Cade Cunningham St. Cecilia jersey, like that's kind of like a tough – like you hold on to that like 20 years from now, it's like, oh, yeah. But it's like, no. no. Cade actually never played in this jersey. But I have a, I had a jersey like that. Um, it was one of the Wings Winter Classics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought a – gosh, who was it? Uh, what year? I can help you out here. It was – it was the red jersey with the cream. The cream, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian had... Rafalski, um, uh, Chris Draper, he was not on the team, I don't no. think. Cronwall. Whoever... No, whoever... Uh, no, it wasn't Cronwall. Whoever, whoever, whoever's jersey I had, and I, I think I can find it, he got injured and never wore that jersey. So I got it right before the game, and he got injured and never wore that jersey. So that's like a... I don't know, it's like cool. Like, if you have a Cade St. Cecilia jersey, like... 15 years from now, I'm like, oh, yeah. People will be like, yeah, I remember that jersey. They're like, oh, you have a Cade one. That's dope. And he's like, yeah, but Cade never wore this. He got yeah. injured. You're just going to be a walking Jeopardy question when you're wearing that thing. <laughs> Answer, what? Wait, Cade Cunningham never wore this jersey but played for the Pistons in this season. What is St. Cecilia's? That's how you would. Ding, ding, that's, ding. Okay, yeah, cool. Alrighty, James, you got, uh, you got an album that you want to pick this week. We didn't do any cool. More, do one more question. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can pull it up. Uh, this one comes to us from Aaron Siegel. You've repeatedly mentioned Troy Weaver's fondness of Stu, but it's hard to imagine fielding anything above a bottom five regular season offense with he and Duran starting. Would the team consider pursuing someone with more offensive skill, Coos, parenthetically, to be an everyday four? I mean, yeah, I, I think so. Like I said, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, yeah. But I also, again... It goes back to me believing that Stu will be able to shoot the three ball. So um, I think people need to remember he's only 22, and he just turned 22 like last week. Yeah. Like he's young, like very young. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to keep saying give people time because everybody's tired of hearing it. But 
Jalen Duren's only 19 and a half. Jason Tatum's only 19. Still? Yeah. You know, I got to – we were in – my brother and I were in the car today, and we were reading your tweet that was like – it was your top three favorite players of all time. And my favorite thing about it is that you got the three lowest quality images of I each of the guys. just went to Google Images and hit – Save images. Because Matthew pointed it out, and I was like, but at least he was consistent, that there wasn't one that was like 1080, one that was like 720, and then one that was like 44 pixels. You were you just went full 100 across the board. There are 300 pixels between the three of those pictures. I love it. I didn't even realize they were that bad. Let me look <laughs> again. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I didn't click on them. That's right. A lot of grain in those photos. There is a lot of grain. There is a lot of grain. That's all right. I was surprised Steph wasn't in there. I thought he was like your dude. He is, but I didn't want to be, like, weird and include a current player. And then, like, you know how LeBron fans already think I hate LeBron? And then I put Steph in there. They already think. Because I called the Nuggets sweeping them and everybody. I don't don't know if you saw that. I'm actually not. I didn't know about this. You're not aware of this? I don't don't know this beef. No. You didn't see the pettiness that I threw after they swept them? (laughs) No, I I don't know about this. So, all right, I'll break it down real quick. Lakers beat the Warriors. Right after it's done, I tweet Nuggets and four, and okay. I just get, I get, hella tweets, um, about like how, just stupid I am, and all this stuff. I mean, I can read it, and so, I, screenshot my Nuggets and four tweets with about eight replies. What people said, and then after the Nuggets swept them, I did it. I made a thread, the thread called a thread inspired by Petty. So if you missed this, you want me to read what people said to me? Yeah, uh, you did a draft dump, unloaded the clip. Yes, and it it went it went kind of viral. So I said Nuggets and four. This person, and I'm gonna I'm gonna at them at lowercase Chris nine. Such a joke. Lakers are a bad matchup for the Nuggets. Lakers in five, six at most. <laughs> okay, Nuggets and four from Sports underscore Bubba. You mad? From Seymour four four zero, you are delusional. From um, somebody replied the Buck nasty nastiest hater of of the year thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny fa- though. That's funny. No, some of these were funny. Yeah, some yeah. of these were the other. This guy named at Curacles tweeted at me: Lakers will win less than the Timberwolves. Clown. Um, yeah, Curve so that music. happened, but my favorite, my favorite reply after I did the thread was James, I love you, but those games could have went either way, <laughs> but they didn't though. It was a competitive four game series. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I said the late nuggets and four and the nuggets one and four. He's gobbling up that wind horse propaganda. And who me? No, that dude, it's the most competitive oh. sweep I've ever seen it. Oh my gosh, dude. Get over, and I don't want to look, dude. I don't want to spend time talking about Game Six because by the time you're listening to this, Game Seven already happened. You already know who's in the finals, so it's like we kind of just missed the boat, unfortunately, being able to talk about that game. The one thing I want to say, because this is just this is going to happen in the finals, no matter who's in it, and this is going to happen for the rest of eternity in basketball, but it needs to stop. The final sequence where Miami had the ball and Jimmy goes up and he gets fouled for three. That's not a basketball play. It has never been a basketball play. That's not a real thing that people do. They do that. My argument to you would be there was three seconds left, so what else is he going to do? 
And I agree when there's eight minutes left in the second quarter, that can be converse. With three seconds left in the fourth, he has very few options but to try to shoot. In principle, you 100% understand what I mean, though. And yes. so it's like I'm not I, I'm not mad at the players because it's the rule. It's the same reason that when James Harden was doing his nonsense in Houston in the in, you know 10 years ago, it's like I'm not mad at James Harden. He just knows the rules really well and he knows how to how to bend them, right? And then he gets Chris Paul and it's like the two most the two people who play the, the fastest and loose. Right. You know what I, yeah, the the rule manipulators. Got to be a snappier name for that duo. We got to we got to uh, well that they played together 8 years ago, who cares anymore? Manscape, I don't know. We're closer with that one. But you know what I mean? So so that that's tough. I, I don't know how you eliminate that play from basketball. I guess if you want to be, you know, technical, yeah, maybe you're right. What is Jimmy supposed to do there? Um, it's not like that's his shot, though. You know, like if There's that's three like three seconds left, he's got to shoot. I don't. I don't know. It just. I know what it, you mean in principle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The league has tried to crack down on it. But they. Um, but they. But it keeps happening though every single game i don't know it's just it's tough it's i hate just don't like watching it don't like watching it but rooting for boston pulling for him blake griffin by the time you're listening to this is hopefully in the nba finals hopefully wow uh my album is anita baker rapture beautiful great sunny day driving around album obviously not a it's not a uh shocker to anybody who's over the age of 30 and has heard it or listens to this show. I think there's been some Anita Baker mentions before. I'm sure there have been. I'm not going with an album. I'm going to go with, um, I think you should leave season three releases the day that this podcast releases. So everybody should go watch that on Netflix. Also succession just ended and I didn't even, I didn't even talk about it at the beginning of the show. I didn't spend the first 10 minutes of the show talking about, about the succession series finale. So you're welcome everybody. Good. Cause People don't want a spoiler, and I don't give a shit. Well, but anytime I've talked about it on the show, I always lead with, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil the show because I'm not a knucklehead. But you are. Yeah, but not when it comes to spoilers, man. I take that really seriously. Okay. Well, good. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't lead with it. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit. Alrighty, James. Well, I'm going to let you go spend your Memorial Day hanging out at Punchbowl Social or wherever you 30-year-olds hang out nowadays. 31. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.